Hey friends, Christine here. I wanted to let you know that I had the pleasure of being interviewed on a radio program recently called The Ride Home with John and Kathy regarding my article at the Gospel Coalition, How to Talk to Your Depressed Child. For about 15 minutes, we spoke about some of the challenges and the necessities of caring for a child who is walking through depression. While I would have loved to have been able to expand on certain points, and of course, I neglected to say a few things I wish I would have, I hope the interview offers some helpful insights into the incredible difficulty of the situation and stresses the need for compassion, grace, and God's truth in the midst of a disorienting season. I want to let you know that my bio and my name got jumbled in the beginning of the interview, but the error helped me to feel at ease. I was a bit nervous. It was my first time going live on air on the radio. Yet, however imperfect the interview might be, I'm thankful for the chance to point parents back to the Lord for finding hope and help in caring for their depressed child. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I don't know if it's the internet age or our smartphones or what. Or our, I don't know, our obsession with money or politics or... Just the day and the age that we live in, in uh, 2019. But it seems to me... Just from, you know, being in circles with my kids and, you know, their peers and our friends and all that, that there is an epidemic of childhood depression. And it feels as though it's it's thick and throughout all different stratospheres of socioeconomic and, and racial, kids are not the kids of... Uh, our youth, at least when I was growing up, it was a rare thing for a, a kid to be diagnosed with depression. But I think we've turned the corner on this. This is something, a new age that we live in. Casey Van Norman is with us. He's a counselor, a Bible teacher, the author of the books and study series, Named by God and Raw Faith. She wrote a terrific piece at the Gospel Coalition website called How to Talk to Your Depressed Child. Case, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. Actually, I am Christine Chapel, oh. so the bio was a little bit different, but but the title of the article was right. <laughs> okay, so okay, so Christine Chapel, author of Clean Home, Messy Heart, and Help My Teen Is Depressed. There it is. There we go. We're just there reading the wrong thing. <laughs> That's no problem. Christine, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on today. Good, but you've mentioned in your article the, the, what what you want to say. I read the wrong bio. <laughs> John's so excited about what's going on in the show. He's just one step ahead, Christine. So we're going to pull him back Holy together. I'm Can depressed. We do that? No problem. <laughs> I'm depressed. Uh, Christine, you wrote in your article that you had seasons of depression yourself before you had to navigate the season that your daughter was experiencing. Can you talk about that and if it helped you? Yeah. I mean, I have been battling depression on and off for about 20 years, and thankfully, by God's grace, the last couple of years have been, you know, pretty stable. But, um, you know, I never, ever in my wildest dreams imagined that it would be part of my child's story. And I just, before I continue, want to say that, I, you know, my daughter knows that I write about this, and so I have her blessing and, and when talking about it and writing about it. But um, it has given me a unique 
position, I guess, in terms of ministering to her sorrow and her struggles, because I can empathize, you know, more easily, because I know the experience. I know that it's not always a matter of attitude or choosing to be pouty or upset or grumpy or whatever, that there is something deeper. There's something at the heart level. There's something that sometimes can be even mysterious about the battle. And so just trying to enter into her sorrow and her hurt and recognizing that her experience of depression is maybe looking different, you know, than what I have in the past experience, but it's suffering nonetheless. And I think that's a major point that we can, as parents can easily overlook is just the fact that our children are suffering. You know, a lot of times we'll look at what they're wrestling with and, hey, I'm a parent. This is a problem that I need to fix instead of, you know, this is a child that we need to love. And first and foremost, they're suffering and they're hurting and they're looking to us for help and for hope. Right. So I, I wonder, Christine, is this the age? Here's quickly, whenever I was a kid, I was probably 13 or 14 years old. And of course, you know, uh, I'm entering into, you know, the, the hormonal explosion that is present in teen boys. And I, I remember yelling to my mom, which I never did. I, I yelled out to her one time, I think I'm going crazy. And I really meant that. I did think I was going crazy. And she said to me, oh, you're going to be okay. I mean, that was really no help to me whatsoever. Uh, I was, you know, suffering. I wanted her to understand me a little bit, but, you know, of that generation, they were not going to have that. They just were not going to engage me in my talk. But, you know, I'm sure it hurt me in the long run, you know, for her not to go, hey, what's going on? But it's a good thing that you're listening to your child. Right. Well, I think the difference there is that if we're followers of Christ, we need to look to God for an example, for some guidance and wisdom and how we need to respond to our children's proclamations that, you know, something is amiss and that they're, they're sad and they don't know why, or they want to hurt themselves and they don't understand these overwhelming emotions. We you need to follow God's lead. And when we see God engage with his children in the scriptures, we don't see a God who comes and says, just suck it up or just pull yourself up by the bootstraps or no, you're not really feeling that way. You're re- what's really going on is X, Y, Z. He enters into Elijah's distress, you know, in first Kings and he, he fellowships with Elijah. He tends to Elijah's physical needs and his spiritual needs. And we see in a variety of other scriptural narratives, God and his masterful care of his despondent children. And so we have an example. We have God giving us direction in the scriptures of how we can really be offering our children love and encouragement and just letting them know that what they're going through is not abnormal. We have the scriptures, you know, Moses wanting to die, Jonah wanting to die, uh, Job and his suffering and his lament, and King David and his sorrow and and all of that in the Psalms. We just ha- we have so much scriptural material to go off of that there's really no reason we should be approaching our children and just telling them to get over it, suck it up, you'll be okay. And instead, we need to model our care after after God himself and really just sit and enter into our children's sadness and weep with those who weep. Good. So w- when you talk to your depressed child, one of the things you talk about uh, in the article in the Gospel Coalition is that you, that you talk about that depression is not abnormal, that it's a common state for a lot of people. Right. Well, I think that over time we've come and bought into the notion that happiness is a default condition, but happiness hasn't been a default since the fall. You know, ever since we got booted out of the Garden of Mm -hmm. Eden, we have been toiling and laboring with pain and groaning too deep for words. And so 
we, we we've sometimes, as parents especially, can think that our children should just be happy, and that's just the way everyone is. And if you're not happy, something's wrong with you. But the reality is, is that sorrow, excessive depression, and things of that nature just remind us of how broken we really are, how broken and fallen this world really is, and that apart from Christ, we're going to constantly be grasping at the closest thing next to us to try to give us satisfaction and happiness, and it's going to fail us time and time again, because created things decay, and they expire, and they die, they pass away, and so we just are constantly trying to find, you know, what's the next thing that's going to make me happy or content, and unfortunately, when it's not something that's eternal, we're going to face disappointment over and over again. It's not going to live up to that hope that it will be able to satisfy us in all of the ways we need satisfaction. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, Christine, I got to tell you, we've had a lot of people talk about depression over the years. I think that is the most accurate biblical perspective on depression I've ever heard. Um, And I really appreciate that. And your daughter is really blessed to have you uh, to walk with her through all of that. So it's, it's harder, though, I think, when you're watching someone than when you're going through it yourself. What do you think? Oh, yeah, of course it is. I mean, and especially from the parental standpoint, because, you know, our kids will come to us and say, hey, mom, I've got a math problem I can't solve. Can you help me? Oh, well, actually, and to be all honest with you, I'm not helping her with math problems because math's my worst subject. But if it was like a writing problem, yeah, sure, I can give you help with that. You know, we want to be fixtures for our kids. We want to solve their problems. We want them to have a pleasant life. I mean, who doesn't want that? But at the same time, when it comes to parenting a depressed child, we can be tempted to get really angry and bitter when they're not getting better right, because right. they're we can be impatient with other people's brokenness and so that's when we're tempted to say you know what you really have nothing to be upset about your life is really good or you know just fake it till you make it is another thing that people can sometimes fall back on sure. and just trying to again we're not preaching gospel here we're preaching you can fix yourself And you know what? Someone who's broken and hopeless, they can't fix themselves. And to be honest, none of us can fix Mm. ourselves. But we just, you know, when we're happy and things are going great, we're under this illusion that you have this control over your world that you really don't have. And we face that front and center when our kids are depressed and we can't figure out how to make it better. It's a total, we have no control over it. Can we love them? Can we encourage them? Can we minister to them? Yes. Can we fix them? Do we know everything that's going on? in their hearts and their bodies. No, we don't. Only God knows. And so it's really a matter of trusting God with our kids and doing what we're called to do, which is to love God and love our kid as ourselves. Christine Chapel is with us. Christine is the author of Clean Home, Messy Heart, and Help, My Teen is Depressed. She also she hosts, she hosts the Hope and Help Project podcast. She blogs at FaithfulSparrow.com. So, uh, Christine, just uh, in the last hour around this time, we had Tremper Longman, who's a, a biblical scholar, talk to us about the Psalms of Lament. And, of course, it was a good reminder for all of us that lament goes back since man has walked the earth here. Uh, In the language of the laments, right, that language moves forward. So it's important for us to remember that there is a language of sorrow, of despair, and you should know that as well as your child. Absolutely. I mean, the wonderful thing is that God in his kindness has given us that language. We don't 
always know the right ways to be able to communicate how we're feeling, especially when we're depressed. And if you think about it, as an adult, we can wrestle with that. So let alone a, a child or a teenager who doesn't have the vocabulary, they don't have the emotional or the spiritual maturity that a grown-up might have. And so it's even more difficult. And so to turn to the scriptures and to, as a parent, to guide our child to Psalms of Lament, like Psalm 13, Psalm 77, and specifically Psalm 88, which is the unresolved Psalm, which is the darkest Psalm that, that is in the songbook, uh, we can really equip our kids to know, number one, God knows what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is not a surprise to God that you are feeling hopeless. It's not a surprise to him that you feel like he's abandoned you. It's not a surprise that, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, whatever the psalm is saying. So he's not surprised. In fact, he knows what we're going through because Christ experienced all of these types of things during his passion and his crucifixion and separation from the Father. So there's a way in which lament helps us to identify with with Jesus and in Jesus' suffering. But it gives us hope, too, because it says, okay, now here's what you do as you're lamenting, you're crying out to God, you're telling him all of these ways that you're hurting and you're broken, and then you're asking for his grace and for his mercy to, to help you. you. know, like the scriptures say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so hurting. I don't know all the words. And then we give an opportunity for the Holy Spirit. You know, he's ministering at, in those moments, and he's making clear the prayers that we're saying. We're just groaning and crying and weeping, and he's turning those groans and weeps into prayers that the Lord understands. And he is delighted to step down with us and to enter into our pain and just assure us that he's with us and that he hasn't abandoned us and that he knows what this feeling is like. Christine, our time's nearly up. Um, But to close, I want to ask you about how hard it is to walk through this with someone, whether it's your child or it's someone else's child or it's a friend or a spouse or whatever it is, when it's just, it's a long time. You know, it's one thing if someone's depressed in a couple weeks, they're feeling better, but this this can go on for months or years. Well, it's no secret. If if you're walking alongside someone who's depressed, this journey of theirs is actually going to be a huge part of your sanctification as well. It will test your ability to love that person as humbly and as faithfully as Christ has loved you. And so we need to keep that perspective. We need to remember that we're not called to fix the person that we're walking with, but we're called to love and encourage and disciple them through it. And 1 Thessalonians 5.14 encourages us in that way. And so we just need to help people who are depressed take courage and trust God for their future and to be in fellowship with others is important also not to kind of fall back into a state of isolation but to really you know lock arms with one or two people who can pray for you Um, even as a parent even if you're not depressed but your child is you need support you need the support of a community to say hey keep going don't grow weary of doing good and in due season you will reap a harvest and so the parents need just as much support as the depressed child or person does and uh, you know waiting for healing, you know, just test our ability to trust God with with that person. And that person is being cared for by a a God who loves them, who sees them and knows them and cares and is not absent. He's, He's working in ways that we don't always see or understand, but he's working. Amen to that. Christine Chappell, she is the uh, the author of Help, My Teen is Depressed. She hosts the Hope and Help Project podcast, also blogging at FaithfulSparrow.com. Christine, thanks an awful lot. That was good wisdom. Thank you so much for having me.
before we let you go, I'd like to remind you to visit faithfulsparrow.com forward slash project. There you can check out the show notes from today's episode, complete with links to the How to Talk to Your Depressed Child article at the Gospel Coalition. If you enjoyed today's conversation, I would be so thankful if you left a review for the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Be sure to subscribe to be notified when new weekly episodes release. Also, please don't keep the Hope and Help Project a secret. If you know someone who could be encouraged by listening to this episode, please do them a favor by sharing it. One more thing, if you're looking for gospel hope and help for life's challenging problems, visit faithfulsparrow.com forward slash email. I send my email subscribers weekly biblical counseling resources on rotating topics. From videos, audios, articles, and recommended reading, these emails are designed to equip you to discover gospel hope and help in your own life. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Be sure to join us next time on the Hope and Help Project.